why should John Wayne Gacy have anything? He should have nothing. All his rights should be taken from him for what he did. I do not feel that a person who has committed so many crimes and hurt so many people should have anything available to him. Nothing whatsoever. Dolores Nieder's son, John, worked in construction after he got out of the Marines. His last job offer was obviously from Gacy. The police found his remains with the others under Gacy's house. When you lose a child, it's like taking a little piece of your heart out. Now, Gacy has stolen something from me that I just can't forgive him. I can't forgive that man. Do you, do you blame me? Do you think I am? I mean, uh, how can you forgive somebody who ends a part of your life? I can't do it. I don't even think God would expect me to do that, to tell you the truth. Do you want Gacy executed? Yes, I do. I want Gacy to die. One night, Gacy was hanging out at the Greyhound bus station. He spotted a 16-year-old named Tim McCoy, who was traveling during the Christmas time and had a brief layover in Chicago. Gacy started flirting with him and offered to show him around the city. Tim must have assumed that this was just a typical cruising fling. They had sex later, but Gacy became so angry at himself for giving in to his homosexuality, he impulsively grabbed a kitchen knife and stabbed Tim in the chest multiple times. He buried the boy in the dirt basement crawl space underneath his house. Tim's parents never saw him for Christmas. The story of John Wayne Gacy has inspired writers to create their own versions of killer clowns including Pennywise from Stephen King's It. So who was the real man behind the face paint? How did he get this way? And why did he go on a murderous rampage? To find that out, keep listening. Gacy was born on March 17, 1942 in Chicago. The son of Danish and Polish parents, Gacy and his siblings grew up with an alcoholic father who would beat the children with a razor strap if they were perceived to have misbehaved. His father physically assaulted Gacy's mother as well. Gacy's sister, Karen, would later say that the siblings learned to toughen up against the beatings and that Gacy would not cry. Gacy suffered further alienation at school, unable to play with other children due to a heart condition that was looked upon by his father as another failing. He later realized he was attracted to men and experienced great turmoil over his sexuality. Gacy worked as a fast food chain manager during the 1960s and became a self-made building contractor and democratic precinct captain in Chicago suburbs in 1970s. Well-liked in his community, Gacy organized cultural gatherings and was active in political organizations. He was married and divorced twice and had two biological children. Gacy invited a 15-year-old boy, Donald, over to his house. 
He knew Donald as he worked with his father who was also a local senator. Donald looked up to John like a cool older brother and he offered to let Donald drink alcohol and see his pawn collection. After the boy got drunk, he forced him to have oral sex with Casey. When it was over, Casey threatened to kill the boy if he spoke about it to anyone. Casey threw $50 to Donald in exchange for his silence. Gacy was a member of a Chicago-based Jolly Joker clown club and frequently performed in clown attire and makeup at children's parties, charity fundraisers and other events. When he killed, he sometimes dressed as his alter egos, Pogo the Clown or Patches the Clown. The killer clown sometimes lured his victim with the promise of construction work or some other ruse and then captured, sexually assaulted and tortured and eventually strangled most of them with his hands or rope. Years later, during a conversation with detectives while he was under surveillance, Casey discussed his work as a clown, remarking, Clowns can get away with murder. In 1968, Gacy was convicted of sexually assaulting two teen boys and was given a 10-year prison sentence. He was released on parole in the summer of 1970, but was arrested again the following year after another teen accused Gacy of sexual assault. The charges were dropped when the boy didn't appear during the trial. By the middle of 1970s, two more young males accused Gacy of rape. And when he would be questioned by the police about the disappearances of others, Gacy referred to this period of his life as his cruising years when he committed most of his murders. On December 11, 1978, 15-year-old Robert Peast went missing. It was reported to the police that the boy was last seen by his mother at a drugstore where he worked before he headed out to meet Gacy to discuss a potential construction job. Ten days later, a police search of Gacy's house in Norwood Park uncovered evidence of his involvement in numerous crimes including murder. It was later discovered that Gacy had committed his first known killing in 1972, taking the life of a 16-year-old Timothy McCoy after luring the youth to his home. After a lengthy period of police surveillance and investigation and discovery of several trenches filled with human remains in the crawl space beneath his house, Gacy eventually confessed to killing about 30 people. Over the years, there has been lingering concerns that Gacy may have been responsible for the deaths of other people whose bodies have yet to be found. And when police uncovered human remains in Gacy's house in 1978, eight bodies could not be identified. More recently, Cook County authorities used DNA evidence to identify Gacy's unidentified victims. In 2017, one of those men, that is victim number 24, was identified as 16-year-old James, that is Jimmy Brian Hickinson. In 1976, Hickinson left his home in St. Paul, Minnesota and traveled to Chicago to begin his new life in the city. 
On August 5th, he called his mother to let her know he had arrived. However, police believe that Gacy killed him shortly thereafter. In 1979, Hakinson's mother had contacted authorities to find out if her son was one of the Gacy's victims, but she didn't have dental records and department lacked sufficient resources to identify him as a victim. Hakinson's mother died in early 2000s, but other family members provided DNA samples in 2017 and authorities made an immediate match to victim number 24. Gacy's trial began on February 6, 1918. With Gacy having confessed to the crimes, the arguments were focused on whether he could be declared insane and thus remitted to a state mental facility. Gacy had told the police that the murders had been committed by an alternate personality while mental health professionals testified for both sides about Gacy's mental health. After a short jury deliberation, Gacy was ultimately found guilty of committing 33 murders and he became to be known as one of the most ruthless serial killer in the US history he was sentenced to serve 12 death sentences and 21 natural life sentences gacy was imprisoned at the menard correctional center for almost a decade and a half appealing the sentence and offering contradictory statements on the murders in interviews though he had confessed gacy later denied being guilty of the charges and had a 900 telephone number set up with a 12 minute recorded statement declaring his innocence as both anti death penalty forces and those in favor of the execution made their opinions known gacy died by lethal injection on may 10th 1994 at the stateville correctional center in crest hill while imprisoned at the menard correctional center gacy took up studying the visual arts especially painting his paintings were shown to the public via an exhibition at a chicago gallery many of his paintings depict gacy as pogo the clown gacy's house was located at the w summerdale avenue in norwood park on several occasions visitors and family members reported that the house had an unusual stench which gacy attributed to mold or rodents a simple one story ranch house in a middle class neighborhood Gacy had outfitted his home with a trap door leading to a crawl space beneath the house where he could dispose of many of his victims bodies others were buried in the backyard or dumped in the nearby river in 1978 with gacy under arrest the house was dismantled in an effort to find more evidence the following year the house and all structures on the property were demolished and a new house was eventually built on the property according to one worker involved in the demolition of the gacy's house if devil's alive he lived there thank you so much for listening share this episode amongst your friends and family and tag me to get a huge shout out in the next episode this week's shout out goes to shreyas manjunath Thank you so much for all the love and support.